calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Shure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Shure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com slash Motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's S-H-U-R-E dot com forward slash M-O-T-I-V. Blog Talk Radio. I have yet to discover a job where it pays to look less than your best. Style is the way you say who you are without having to speak. There's no one else like you in the world. You are unique. Find your unique style and you will never again have to agonize over what to wear. Call for a free 15-minute conversation to see how Style with Aplomb can change your image and move you to greater success. 404-428-2527. That's 404-428-2527. Unmarket Your Business, the podcast. Born out of the need to share strategies and techniques that really work to market your business. Think yellow page ads and cold calls are your only choices? That's so last century. You're about to learn tested, tried-and-true marketing techniques you can apply and master, ones that feel authentic instead of salesy, strategies that are true to who you are and how you want to present yourself to your ideal clients. Let's join our host, Carol Joyce Dunlop, in the studio now and allow business success to move forward. Hey everyone, how are you doing today? This is your hostess with the mostess, Carol J. Dunlop, and number one international Amazon best-selling author. Oh, I just love saying that. I am so happy that you're here. I'm so happy that we are all alive and well and that you're listening. If you're listening live, I welcome you, welcome you, welcome you, and you'll have a chance to call in and ask questions if you want to. And let me give you that number real quick. It's 323-642-1701. 323-642-1701 cuz we got a dynamite I have a dynamite guest on board today. I've been trying to get her on for a while. We had some schedule glitches. I think it was just me being a glitch. I don't know. But anyway, she's here. <laughs> Christy Dosh is here and we are going to talk about today how you can be the authority in your niche or industry or whatever. How you can be the go-to expert and you don't even have to be paying out all this money, losing time, losing all this. We're going to give you some easy things you can do to get your name out there so that people are talking about you. You're the go-to person, and you're just going to love it. Plus, I want to tell you about something a little bit later that I'm doing that's going to help you be the exact expert that you're trying to be and be the authority. So, you know, I don't like to waste time. We only got like 30 minutes, and it goes by fast. All my guests love it, and I love it too because – Quick, good information so you can go on about your business. Without any further ado, Christy, what's going on today? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited we finally get to do this. I know, I know, I know. I was saying I was glitching the wheel or something. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, you have so much stuff going on and you just kind of panic like, oh, my God. And we had a, <laughs> a couple of misses. I think it was 
was all my fault. I'm just going to take ownership of that. But I got you here. It's going to be good. So let's get going. I want you to tell everyone a little bit about you and uh, how you got to where you are. You have a very interesting story. And then we're going to get into this thing about how do we get people to be their own expert and get their name in, in front of the world. Yeah, so I have kind of an unusual path to becoming what I am now, which is a publicist and also a journalist. I did not go to school thinking that I wanted to do either of those things. (laughs) I went to school to be a lawyer. I had wanted to be a lawyer since I was a little kid, and I did indeed go to law school. And I was just telling you before we came on, I practiced law right there in Atlanta where you are for about five years. (laughs) I was born and raised there and came back and practiced and did uh, corporate law and commercial real estate, but Mm. I happened to be practicing as the market was crashing in, I graduated law school in 07, so as I got into my first few years, we didn't have a lot of work to do at work some days. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. So I started blogging, and I was blogging about legal issues in sports because I'm a huge sports fan. I grew up there in Atlanta, a huge Atlanta Braves fan, and uh, my Ooh, love of cool. sports. Me too, me too. Yeah. My, <laughs> the Braves. number one thing I miss about not living in Atlanta, I miss being able to go oh. to Braves games all the time. It is painful oh, wow. to live away from that. <laughs> uh-huh, I bet. But writing about this sort of legal twist on baseball um, really opened up some interesting doors for me because most of the people who were writing about sports and writing about baseball were writing about the game on the field, not what happens Mm -hmm. off the field from a legal and business perspective. But that was what I kind of knew and understood. I mean, I understand the game on the field. I played softball my whole life. I dated baseball players in high school and college. Like, I get it. I know what the game is on the field. But I was putting my own twist on it by looking at what was happening off the field. And it's obviously a much longer story than this, but it would take us the whole half hour. So um, (laughs) essentially what happened to me is that after a couple of years of blogging on my own free little WordPress site that I swear to you, no one, not even my parents read, I ended up getting an opportunity to uh, guest blog on some other sites that actually had readers and then was asked to join Forbes to write about collective bargaining in the major professional sports leagues because that's a very legal topic that not just anyone can write about. And I went to Forbes. I wrote for Forbes for two years. At the same time, I pitched myself to be on television there in Atlanta on Comcast Sports Southeast, which unfortunately no longer exists, but gave me my first opportunity to be on television. And after a couple of years of writing for Forbes and doing TV at Comcast and then pitching myself for other things like radio interviews and newspaper interviews and that kind of stuff, I ended up being hired away from the practice of law to be ESPN's sole sports business reporter. So huge career change that I never could have envisioned. It never crossed my mind that that's where I was headed, Um, but that is what I ended up doing. And after a few years at ESPN, I was sort of evaluating what I was going to do next, and I knew I didn't want to go back to practicing law, and I realized that I was a good writer and that I loved to write, and that I also was really good at figuring out how to get myself places. I had pitched myself to write for magazines like Woman's Day, Men's Health, Glamour, Parents, and I'd been able to Mm -hmm. write for those about non-sports topics as well. And friends and family were constantly asking me, you know, how do you get on TV? How do you get on the radio? How did you get quoted in the newspaper the other day? How did you write for that magazine? And so I ended up going to work in a PR firm where I got to help people 
do all those things and really establish themselves as experts in their niche the way that I had done for myself in the sports business niche. And so here I am. I did that within a boutique PR firm for a couple of years, and now I've been out on my own for almost three years, and I work exclusively Mm -hmm. with entrepreneurs and nonfiction authors, and we figure out how to get them out there and more visible so that they can impact more lives and grow their business. That. That is awesome. I love that story. I, I know that my uh, colleague, Nadine Mullings, is going to be really interested in this. I know she listens to the podcast, too, because we have a program where we were talking about website magic and how you can use your blog and your website to establish your credibility, become, you know, get that authorship, not, not only the authorityship in place, sorry, mm-hmm. and you did exactly that. And I really think that's why I started following you because uh, Christy and I met, kind of met virtually in another in another big group on Facebook and it was it was a post that you did I think somebody was asking you that same thing like how did you get how did you do something or how how did you get in these magazines and you were saying or how did you get your your group up or something and you were saying mm-hmm. well I started posting in groups and then it, it took a while but then it caught on and now I've got my own group and that made me follow you because that's the same thing that I talk about in my book about how you can use Facebook groups to get clients so I knew that we, we were sisters under the skin I knew that I knew that it was <laughs> so good <laughs> that's why I yes, followed it you. is always nice so, to talk to like-minded people who get it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you don't have to look at them with that crazy eye going, what are you talking about? You just say it, and they're like, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. So we're talking about becoming an expert and how you can become you, everybody listening right now, you can become the expert. So, Chrissy, what does it mean to be an expert in today's world? I definitely think it's changed. I think that people still sometimes operate under the old assumptions that you've got to author the seminal book on a subject, or you've got to be like a university professor who's taught on this subject for decades to be an expert, you know, that it, that it takes that. And I don't agree with that at all. Are those people experts? Absolutely. But I think it's more accessible in today's world than people realize. And so what I talk to my clients about is this idea of being an expert on your own experience. So you're not positioning yourself as the world's foremost expert. Look, I'm not the world's foremost expert on sports business or on publicity or on any of the other things that I talk about, but I am an expert. And the way I position myself is, look, I'm my own best case study. I was able to change my career and become ESPN's sole sports business reporter when I was a corporate attorney who was just like blogging for fun on the side. (laughs) And so I think we all have that story. There's all of us. And I talk to people all the time who think they're not an expert, and I start digging in and asking them questions. And there are these things in their personal life or in their professional life that they've overcome or that they've mastered that they take for granted, but that other people could really value from. And so by leading from this place of sharing your own experience and positioning yourself as the expert on that experience, because who knows your path better than you do? I mean, you are an expert on your experience. And by sharing that, you're going to attract other people who are, you know, a month behind you, six months behind you, a year, five years, whatever it is. So many of us who own businesses or coaches or develop products, we do it for our former self, you know. So we attract people who are like us but haven't gotten as far as we have, and they need us to show them not only did we do it, but here's the steps you can take to do it too. Exactly. I love that. And I've – 
and I use that myself because when you think about it, you're only a few steps, like you said, a month, a couple of weeks ahead of someone else. And I think a lot of us go into business or do what we do because we want to help the next person behind us not not have to go through all that crap that we went through. We've already exactly. blazed the trail. We've already, you know, gone but out. Let me out, save you the trial the and error. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's good. And when you find someone who's done it, they can say, well, I did this. Here's my proof that I did that. And if you follow me, I'll show you how to do it, too, without all the hiccups and without falling down, you know. Exactly. So I, I think that's good. And I love what you say about being an expert of your own experience. Because I think each of our experiences are different, but they're the same, too, in a lot of ways, you know. So if we got yeah. someone who can lead us, you know, like, you know, you don't need to do this right here. Because I'm, I'm sure that when, when your clients come to you, you can look, once they start talking to you, you can, in your mind, you're formulating a plan. And by the time they get through talking, whether they figure out, like, yeah, I don't really know this, you go, okay, this is what we're going to do. A, B, C. And then they go, oh, my God, really? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And, and you know, that, I think it really it helps people with their confidence level because a lot of people who come yeah. to me, like say they want to start public speaking or they want to have their first TV appearance, whatever it is, whatever way that is they're wanting to put themselves out there. When they tell me they have something like stage fright, okay, the basis of almost all stage fright is a lack of confidence, a concern right. that someone in the audience is going to think you're dumb or that they're going to know more than you are and they're going to think you're a total fraud. You know, that's where most people's anxiety actually comes from when you dig down. And so when I coach people on this idea of being an expert on your own experience, I tell them there is literally no one in the world who knows your experience and the path you've walked better than you do. So I don't care who's in that audience. They don't know more about your experience than you do. And so when you lead from that position of not trying to be the world's foremost expert, but trying to be that expert on your own experience, I find that people have far more confidence and they're far less worried about who else is sitting in that audience that might know the topic as well. That is so true because no one is you. No one does it like you do. No one says it. No one works it like you do because I know there are a million and one PR people out there and as for me, there are a million and one web designers out there, but no one designs websites just like I do with my touch just as no one gets out there and does that publicity work like you do because you have your own uniqueness about you. And I think once we kind of clue into that about ourselves, it's much easier for us to say, hey, I can do this. I'm okay. You know, it's all right because no one does know our life like we are. Exactly. Okay, so I have this question. So how do you intentionally start positioning yourself as an expert? You said, you know, we think we're not an expert, but, you know, most of us don't feel like one. But how how do you start what are the first few steps we need to do? To, for me, it's creating some sort of content around that experience that you've had. So mm-hmm. maybe it's mm-hmm. social media posts. Maybe it's blog posts. Maybe it's doing podcast interviews. You know, there are a lot of ways to put yourself out there to be more visible and to talk about your story more. And there's this great quote. I wish I had it memorized, but it's too long, and I just don't have that ability. <laughs> but it's from, um, it's from Russell Brunson's book, Expert Secrets. And in it, he talks about when he first started 
started posting on social media and that, you know, in the beginning no one commented. And, you know, it's easy to sort of get down on yourself when you feel like nobody's reading and they're not giving you any feedback. But he talks about how that's the most valuable time because you're developing your voice. And it really doesn't matter if anyone's consuming it or responding to it in the beginning because the beginning is all about getting comfortable with your voice and finding that voice. And then naturally there are going to be people who are drawn to that, who feel like you speak their language, who are like, hey, I identify with that small piece of her story. You know, she's been there. Mm -hmm. Maybe she can help me too. So in the beginning, you've got to let go of these concerns about who's reading it and why aren't you getting more likes and why aren't more people commenting or you've written five blogs and there's never been a comment on your website. Look, I've been blogging for 10 years and I can count on Mm -hmm. one hand probably the number of comments I've had on my website. Now, when I was at ESPN, it was a little bit different, but in a bad way, it was sports fans who were trolling you. So comments, you know, be careful what you ask for. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You get all those crazy things. Yeah. Right. But you know what? It it didn't matter that nobody commented on my post. I still got hired by Forbes. Then I got hired by ESPN. I got two different book deals, both of which were based on my blogging. They didn't care that no one was commenting on my post. They cared about the content of the post itself. And so I find that so many people give up on being active on social media or doing Facebook Lives or writing blog posts because they feel like they're just like shouting into a void. They feel like no one's reading it because no one's responding. There are probably a lot of people reading it. They just aren't comfortable enough with themselves to leave you that comment. And you can get so much out of sharing it. And so don't let yourself get down in the beginning because you feel like you're not getting the response you were looking for because this is about you developing your voice, you sharing your gifts. And I guarantee you if you are consistent with it, things will start to come out of that, whether it's clients or it's book deals or it's opportunities you haven't even thought of. But no one can find you if you're not creating content for them to consume in some medium. I love that. I think that's awesome. We're going to take a break really quick for our talk about our sponsors. And when we come back, Christian, I want you to tell us about some publicity opportunities that are available and how we know which ones to go for each one of us. Be right back. Here is what one client had to say. I was struggling in my career and didn't understand why. I was working hard, getting to know the right people, and putting myself forward every day. But I couldn't seem to get ahead. And then I remembered something Beryl taught me. The clothes we wear aren't just things we put on. They're a signal to the world about who we are and what we aspire to be. I was amazed at how quickly people's perception of me changed thanks to her advice. I received a huge raise at my yearly evaluation that reflected not only my hard work, but my value as an individual. More importantly, the confidence my new wardrobe gave me had opened up opportunities I never would have had previously. It's not about buying a new suit or watch. It's about changing how the world sees you and how you see yourself. I will forever be grateful to Beryl for teaching me that. 
Visit our website at www.stylewithaplomb.com to learn more about how we help clients change how the world sees them. That's www.stylewithaplomb.com. Hey, we're back, and this is your hostess with the most, it's Carol J. Dunlop, and we are talking with Christy Dosh about being your PR person and getting your expertise out there. Right When we left, we were going to come back and say, um, Christy's going to talk to us about some publicity opportunities that are available out there and how we know which ones are right for us. But before we get into that, I wanted to tell you one quick little thing, then we're going to, Christy's going to take the stage. And that is, we're talking about authority, how to get your authority ship up and what you need to do. I want you to go right as soon as this episode is over, I want you to go to CSICorporation.com forward slash WM Masterclass. That is a brand new masterclass that Nadine Mullings and I are doing on authority marketing. And all the things that Christy is talking about now, we're going to have them in there, and we're going to help you get your online marketing game up so you can get some clients. Okay, now, Christy, when we left, we were talking about publicity opportunities. So what kind of opportunities are available out there, and how do we know which ones are right for us? Yeah, so I like to talk to people a little bit about what you can expect in terms of results from different kinds of publicity because often people come to me and they say, you know, I want to be on this TV show or I want to be on this podcast or I want to write for this Mm -hmm. blog. And then when I dig deeper and I ask them, okay, what are you hoping that does for you? You know, what are your short-term and your long-term goals? Often the Mm -hmm. thing they've identified doesn't match their goals. And that's not their fault. If you have no real experience in the sort of PR realm, then you might not know that, for example, writing a guest blog will rarely result in a lot of traffic to your own website. That's a huge Mm -hmm. misconception I see. They think if they write a post for Forbes or for Entrepreneur or Inc. And look, I've written for Forbes for years. I write for Entrepreneur now. I've written for Fast Company before. I've had clients who've written for all of them. So I have seen a lot of different people do it. And while it's a fantastic credibility builder and it's done wonderful things for me, it has not ever impacted the traffic on my own website ever. Oh, wow. <laughs> because oh, wow. they don't let you link to your own stuff. The only place they're going to oh, let yeah. you have a link yeah. is in your bio. And very, very mm-hmm. few people click on the links in the bio. So no mm-hmm. one's going to be clicking from your guest post over to your website. So if your goal is to drive more traffic to your website, that is not how it's going to happen most likely. Instead, <laughs> what you would want is someone else to write about you. So you would want to find a writer at one of those publications and pitch them to feature you or your business or to quote you as an expert source. When they do that, mm. they're usually able to include a link. So for me, for example, they might say, you know, I, they've got my quote, and then it says, Christy Dosh, comma, publicist at Guide My Brand, and then they link Guide mm. My Brand to my website. Website. They can put in a link for me, but if I was the one writing the piece, I wouldn't have been able to put the link in. <laughs> so it's a, that's wow. a little different. So if you're looking to drive traffic, you might be better off with that feature or that quote. 
Whereas if you're looking to build credibility, then writing the guest post might be better. For example, writing guest blogs and being a contributor is what led to my book deals. It's what gets me a lot of my paid speaking because event organizers know what topics they want people to talk about, and sometimes they don't always know who is that person who can do that topic justice. So they hit Google mm-hmm. just like the rest of us. And so if mm, you are writing okay. for high-authority websites like Forbes, they will find mm-hmm. you and then invite you to speak at their event. So there are different types of advantages to different types of publicity. Um, another one that people look at a lot would be much like this, doing a podcast interview. <laughs> podcast interviews mm-hmm. quite often are great list builders because for many podcast interviews, you get to provide a free gift to the audience. And so you're providing right. your LinkedIn, I'm sorry, your opt-in or some other sort of freebie. And so podcast interviews can be a fantastic way to grow your email list, whereas guest blogs and features and mentions, you don't normally get to link to an opt-in in one of those. It's normally just to your homepage. So I always try Mm -hmm. to dig deeper with clients and figure out what are you hoping that this piece of publicity will do for you, and let's make sure that you can actually accomplish that with this type, or do we need to be doing something else, or do we need to be on a different site to get in front of your ideal client? So I always tell people, start first with your goals and then kind of work backwards. Instead of coming in and saying, I want to write for Forbes, and I want to be on the Ellen Show, and I want, you know, they always have this, like, huge list of these grand opportunities that they want to do, and sometimes being in smaller, more niche trade publications can get you far better results than being in one of these big name publications. So it's important to kind of understand and to go into it with the right expectations. You know, you have just, uh, what you just said in the last like five minutes you know, you could charge like five hundred dollars for that. Four ninety nine ninety seven or something. And I do I'm normally charge for this kind of advice, but I love your audience, so they get it for free. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, seriously, because you just broke down why you need to do this, what's gonna happen when you do that, and what to expect when you do this other thing. I mean, you know, there are plenty of people out there spouting you need to go right here, go get on Huffington Post and get on this and get on that and they are all great within themselves, but you just told us what we need to be doing for real to get what we want. And I guess it just really starts with knowing what you want in the first place. You want to know my biggest PR pet peeve? (laughs) My biggest pet peeve (laughs) is people just want to stack up a bunch of logos on their website. They want that as-seen-in banner. And look, I get it. I've got the as-seen-in banner on my website. I'm not telling you you shouldn't have that banner. But when people come to work with me on Retainer and they act like we're going to work together, you know, for a long time, but then in the first few months I kind of get them all the outlets they wanted and, like, they check off the boxes. Like, I was in Forbes, check. I was an entrepreneur, check. I was in ink, check. And then they're like, okay, I'm good. I'm done. I'm like, what do you mean you're done? (laughs) It's not about stacking up logos and going to each outlet once so you can stick their logo on your website. The benefits I've gotten, like the book deal and the paid speaking and that kind of stuff, was from being a contributor at Forbes for years. (laughs) We're talking hundreds of posts. 
It was worth it, but it's a long game, not a short game. The logos on your website won't do anything for you. There needs to be a strategic approach. And I'm not saying you have to go write for Forbes for three years to have great things happen to you. That's not true at all. Although the longer you do it, the more benefit you're going to see. But just doing it once to get the logo is not going to do anything for you. You might get a short blip, but long term, it isn't going to do anything for you. So make sure you're approaching this in a strategic way. I love that. I always talk about plan it out, have a strat- have a strategy and a plan, and you're the perfect person to go to. Guess what? We're almost out of time. We're down to the last three minutes, so I definitely want you to let people know how can they get in contact you with you if they want to work with you longer than just to get their the logos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do logo stacking, but if you're interested in anything else, uh, you can find me on my website. It's www.guidemybrand.com. And on all the social media outlets, pretty much, I'm Guide My Brand. So on Facebook, it's facebook.com backslash Guide My Brand. And on Instagram and Twitter, it's Guide My Brand. And I'm on social media pretty much all day. So if you, if you want to find me yeah. and talk to me fast, <laughs> that's the best way to find me. Oh, that brings me to one other thing. Is that the best way to get in touch with people that you want to, you know, guest posters, potentially you want to guest post on? Is that social media the best way to connect with them? No, I would say it's usually email. And then if you're not getting a response by email, then I will connect with people on social media as a backup and say, hey, I emailed you recently, but I was worried it ended up in spam. So I want to check in with you here. You know, I do that a lot on LinkedIn. If I pitch people and I'm not getting a response, I will connect with them on LinkedIn right. and just say, hey, I sent you an email with this, you know, opportunity or to tell you about this client, and I haven't heard back from you. Just want to make sure it didn't end up in spam. And then I find that quite often they then go search their inbox and find my email wherever it was buried, and then they get back to me. So right. you can definitely use social media as a way to follow up, but I would use email for your initial pitch. I love you saying that because I've always said email is not dead. You still need to use it. A lot of people use it, and a lot of the people that you're trying to get to use it. So, I mean, you're just checking all the boxes. You're just (laughs) underlining, bolding everything. So do you have any last-minute thoughts you'd like to share with everyone? Then I'm going to let you get out of here. Yeah, I would just encourage people to get past whatever's stopping you from putting yourself out there. You know, really think about this idea of being an expert on your own experience. And if you want more guidance on that, if you reach out to me on one of my social media channels, I have all kinds of free stuff I can point you towards that will help you figure out how to do that positioning as an expert. But I just want you to to kind of think about this. It doesn't matter how great you are at whatever it is that you do or that your business does if no one knows you exist. And so this isn't mm-hmm. about being self-promotional and being, you know, people sometimes that feels a little icky to them. And I tell them, think about it this way instead. It actually isn't about you. It is about the people out there who are stuck who you could help if they knew you existed, (laughs) but you're hiding. So they have no idea that you're out there and can help them get past this. And so don't do it for yourself. This isn't about being selfish and being self-promotional. You are putting yourself out there because you are trying to help other people. And so get past your own stuff, the, the BS you're telling yourself, and get yourself out there so that you can help other people. I love it. 
Thank you so much, Christy. You've been just as awesome as I knew you would be. And thanks to everyone for joining us today. We will see you again next week. And please go out there, go to God My Brand, and, and get Christy's help because you do need her. I know you do. So thanks, everyone. I'll see you again next Thursday. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We truly appreciate it. For information about guests, products, or services that were mentioned in this episode, log on to our website at www.csicorporation.com slash unmarketing. To learn more, get a glimpse of our upcoming schedule, and join the unmarketing nation of entrepreneurs who are using marketing techniques that work right now. Until next time, keep moving forward. Calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Shure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Shure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com slash Motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's S-H-U-R-E dot com forward slash M-O-T-I-V.